Hi guys, this is Sarah from Weird Horizon Podcast and you are listening to Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out all our merch and all our old episodes. Also, please look for our social media on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram at Bigfoot Club, the number one. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads. He is on all platforms. If you have any paranormal or Bigfoot stories, please email us at BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Hey, everybody. Bigfoot Club, Season 4, Episode 30. I'm here with... Uncle Robert. And this is Stephen Dominguez. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. This is a... This is a good week. I think we're finally getting over the sickness stuff. Uh, right? Knock on wood. I, I think I just embraced being sick from here on out. <laughs> I have, I, I want to cough, since we're talking about it, I want to cough right now. Yeah. Just It's just like, hey. I know you weren't coughing earlier, and now <clears> I hit record, you want to start coughing. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> you suck, man. <laughs> are, are you trying to cough loud? <laughs> no, because you made me laugh and that made oh, me cough. Oh, okay. So it's really, actually, in all honesty, it's probably your fault because <laughs> you made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I do. So, yeah, it's been a good work work week, uh, I guess. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Anything interesting happen in, at work? Um, Not really. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Work has been good on my end, too. Uh, I got back on Twitch. I decided to to play God of War Ragnarok on the I, PS4. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, this week. I was like, because you know, okay. Uh, so, wait, hold on, hold on. You didn't even post it. You just jumped on and started doing it. So here, here, here's what happened. So I'm at my job, right? And then we have we did a merger. And we have three people, three people from two of them in Utah, one of them King of Prussia in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They work from home from Quinch, and they were they came to Texas to teach us the new program that Quinch uses for our department. So I got to, I got to get to know them, and they're all gamers, and they're all like, "Yeah, man! Ever since Ragnarok came out, like I had to bring my my PS Five with me, and it's at the hotel, and all this, blah blah blah." I go, you gotta be kidding me, man! Are you serious? They're real gamers. And yeah, they, do that, and they so. brought their PS Five to the hotel here to just to play God of War Ragnarok, and I was all like. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I got the Jotunheim edition. They're like, oh my god, really? Like, I was like, those, those are that's a limited edition. What came with it? And I was showing them. They're like, oh man, you must really. Enjoy, uh, what part are you at on the game? I go, I'm not, I'm not playing it. <laughs> what? 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 You don't have what? What happened? I was like, I have a PS4, but it's like it's it's really old and. I don't know if it's going to handle it, I don't, uh, and I'm not going to play until I get a PS5. And they're like, oh, man, I don't know. That's it's going to be kind of hard, man. Like, yeah. You just got that big box up there? How much do you want for Oh, God. So, uh, How many people have asked you to buy that? That's my third. It was my third time. Yeah. Third person asking me how much they wanted for or how much I wanted for it. And I was like, no, no, sorry. Has Logan, this, has Logan asked you? Logan? Yeah. No, he he posted on my when my post about it. He's like, man, I got to hook you up with the PS5, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, do it, man, please. Uh, Yowie Dan is messaging me right now. About what? Thongs? No, it's like some video. I don't, I'm kind of afraid to play it. <laughs> oh. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I was like, you know what? Screw this, man. I'm going to play the PS4 version mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Twitch it. So I've been Twitching it. Yeah. That first night you didn't even do it. You just did it. You, you usually- I didn't even, yeah. Cause usually I have a routine. I'll like, I'll post something on, on a discord and I'll post something on the Facebook on, on TikTok and TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and by this time I was like, you know what? No, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Do you think if you would have posted something, it would have crashed? Probably. I think that's what that's what it was. The day that I do post it on there, though, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be playing. This is my part three video. Of yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You have me at 730, blah, blah, blah. It was it was lagging, right? And then I was like, you know what? I said 730. I'm going to I'm going to start playing it at 7, uh, 719. At 728, it crashed. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> so I had to restart my PS4 and... Uh, and then I played it from there, and it, it was okay. From I mean, it was just you know yeah. sounded like a plane. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. I was I mean I I think I was I think I got in late whenever I I didn't realize you were playing. Mm-hmm. I was t- texting you a bunch, and and you, you I you, think you called me too, and I was like I can't answer, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was using that. I was using my phone. I didn't have my laptop. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, man. You know, G's up. Hey, man, this Coke Zero is really good. Yeah. Well, check this out. <laughs> I swear to you, it's not beer. It's Coke Zero. I do want to say, I haven't talked to you about this, but I finished uh, writing my story mm-hmm. for Uncle Richard, uh, the, the almighty uh, Donatu. So I finished, I finished, actually I finished it, I finished writing it like a month ago. And it was like uh, four issues, twenty-two pages, and I handed him like uh, the four issues. I emailed it to him, and he emailed me back like like the next day and said, "Hey, can you make the last issue thirty-two pages?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." So, mm-hmm. which was kind of good anyway because I got to uh, add a lot of story, a lot of backstory on how uh, I, I'm not going to give a lot away. I just don't want to do that yet. So uh, I did a lot of backstory on how the plot was created, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool. So I had like ten pages to do it, and I and I did it, and I I ended it pretty good. So I, I'm pretty happy. I know you haven't had a chance to read it. Mm-hmm. I have so, not. Uh, I think with that, because um, I remember when you sent me uh, the Gato Negro one, mm-hmm. you were you were sending it to me issue by issue. And I'd, I'd find myself, I had to read them. Well, I, it's probably different now because I had sleep apnea mm-hmm. real bad there. And when you send me the next issue, I go, man, I, I don't remember what happened on the last issue. What the hell? Yeah. So I, I'd have to reread it and then read the second one. And then I'm like, oh, okay, good. I know what's going on now. I'm good. And then I go, when are you going to do issue three? You're like, I don't know. I'm working on it. And then like about a month later, it's like, hey, I, uh, I sent you issue three. I go, sweet. Wait, what happened? <laughs> So I had to re Well, actually, I read it. Actually, if you would have read it, and the very like the very like the third or second page, it was like there's like a synopsis mm. on what happened on the previous page on the previous issue. I uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I noticed <laughs> that too. But I was like, oh wait, there's a synopsis. Yeah, sleep apnea is bad, man. I'm yeah. Sure, sure, so sure. I finished. I finished that. I gave it to Uncle Richard like last week. <laughs> You serious? Oh man, uh, I think it's just Coke Zero. Whatever. And so, um, yeah, I finished it. I gave it to him, 
And he wrote me back like the next morning and said I loved it and he gave it to the artist to start working on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then my next project with him, I'm working on uh, a four page, I'm um, a four page, dumb four page, mm-hmm. a four issue, uh, on El Gato Negro on, um, the grandfather of, uh, Augustine Guerrero. Mm-hmm. And so it's like his beginning. So I call, I'm calling it EGN Generations. Uh, bloodline? No. Uh, blood work? No. Lab work? I'm not doing uh, Roman Reigns, sorry. Lineage? No. I'm not doing any of that. So I'm, Ancestry? So I'm, I'm starting to write in on that, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like the beginnings of uh, El Gato Negro and how where he got to where he's, where he's going. So And then he's got some other projects working. He, he wants me to – we're supposed to meet up and talk about some other stuff. He wants me to – Start writing, and then when I uh, about a month ago, uh, I went to the Latin Comic Con with Uncle Richard. Mm-hmm, I remember, and I met up with Robert Arista. Uh, he's an artist, uh, and he approached me about writing a story for him. So I'm supposed to meet up with him, wow. and, and sit down and talk about a story. I don't I actually don't know the what he wants me to write. So I got to sit down and talk to him about it. What if he wants you to write something about a giant burrito? Uh, no, nah, Stephen. I've seen this guy's work. It's he's a really good artist. I don't think he's going to waste his time on a burrito. <laughs> <coughs> See, that's your fault. You made me laugh. No, you drinking cold shit, and then you're drinking it. And no, this is this is this is not really cold. Whatever. It's, it's got, got like a couple ice cubes in it. But... So, but other than that, but other than that, that's what I got going on the side on the writing side. Was it? Was there a lot of people there in the Comic Con? Um, at first, there wasn't, uh, and then I think, I, I think you know, it's a good. I think it was a good spot to have it at. It's just I think they probably didn't need it more time to um, push it, it. Yeah, promote it, put it on social media and <clears> stuff. Like, because I think you know we got a lot of people walking in within the last couple hours where we were there. That was at the Irving. No, this was at the Latin Culture Center in downtown Dallas. It's off of, I think it was right next to uh, Ross and... Because um, it looked familiar. It looked like I've, I've been there before. No, I, I think this one's... This one, it, it looks it looked new to me. It, oh, it looked really? fairly new. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know. So, mm-hmm. But it looked new and it would look really clean. <clears> and um, it's, a, it's a good venue. Actually, it's a really good venue. set up for <coughs> theater style. Oh, my goodness, man. <clears throat> um, which is the one that we went to... Uh, it was uh, Wizard World. Wizard World with Thomas Jane, the other one. Yeah, that was that. Was that where, where was that at? That was at uh, the Irving Convention Center. Oh, okay, yeah, because I remember, you know, uh, me and uh, that one. That one is set up for a huge conference. The the one the, the Latin one is is set up for a conference, but not that huge. Really? Yeah. Huh. They have like the hallway, and then they have like a really good theater. It's really good. Uh, air conditioning there was great. And it was like super cold, but anyway, nice. Um, no, like the the one that was it Wizard World, the Urban Convention Center. That mm-hmm. one, that's whenever I saw uh, met Thomas Jane. Yes, with uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah, he was with me. Yeah, uh, I was there too. I'm, I'm, I met him too. Yeah, yeah. Did you forget about me or what? Yeah, of course. I mean, you took us there. I mean, how, how else would we have gotten I mean, there? I, I mean, I you could you could have said yeah, you met him too. So yeah, I mean, oh yeah, you did meet him. Uh yeah, that was whenever I uh, we took a picture together. And uh, I was chewing gum. Steve Niles was there too. 
Steve Niles? Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah. Was he? Yep, he was. No, no, because every time I was there, uh, every time I went to to try to meet Steve Niles, I was working. Are you, you sure? Yeah, because you went to two, two convention centers where Steve Niles was there, and you met him twice. Yeah. yeah, and you got him to sign my comic books because I wasn't, I wasn't there. Yeah, I was like, hey, can you take some of these comic books and have him sign? That's them? right. That's right. Yeah. No, I met Thomas Jane, and, and what I loved about our conversation with him is that you know everybody was getting the mist or the punisher this to, for him to sign and here comes me bringing up the criminal macabre comic books and i was like hey man i was going like that pushing it yeah hey can you sign this he goes holy crap he goes where did you yeah, get this yeah at? he was really surprised about that he's like what the heck where did you get this i was like yeah, man, I'm a real big fan. So you're gonna you're gonna do because like because the guy when Steve Niles did Criminal Macabre, mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the artist, but he what, what, what did you actually call it though? Criminal Macabre, <laughs> Criminal Macabre. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Criminal Macabre is about a guy who does drugs and drinks a lot and has a but uh, but his best friend. But the artist would make this the name main character look like Thomas Jane. Yeah. Well, and, Thomas Jane did some some photos of it, and then they just comic booked it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was all like, "Man, like he goes, I'm not, this is this is a first for me. Like, I really made an impression." And I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, so he I, was he was sitting on top of the table too. He yeah, wouldn't he, he wouldn't really sit in chill. the chair. He wouldn't sit in like had, his chair. He had a chair right there, but I think he got tired of it. It was one of those those uh, lawn chairs. Yeah. yeah. He, I guess he wasn't comfortable. It probably wasn't. And yeah, he was just sitting on the table and he was just signing the mist. I mean, he didn't have any product, right? He was just there signing stuff. It, and the mist just came out, so he was just autographing that and taking pictures. Yeah. So when I, yeah, like when I brought the comic books, so and so that was with me goes, "Why are you bringing that for?" Because it's fucking Thomas Jane on the front. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he signed it and he was all like, "Man, like I was like, are you going to do a movie?" Because. I keep asking Steve what he wants to do with it, and you know I'm definitely open. I really like this character; it's yeah. just interesting. I go, yeah, that would be kind of cool, like you know, a supernatural take on on your. He goes, well, you know, there's there's also the mist too. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, Thomas Shane, I met him twice. I let him cut in front of me at, at the line to get coffee too. That's cool. And he was like, hey, you're, you're like a uh, guy with a brother of comics. I was like, yes. He remembers me. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I met Steve Niles a couple times, and I, uh, he had just done the Bigfoot book, the Bigfoot horror book. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked him, I go, hey, man, can you please, please, he says, do you want to be in the, in the comic book or the movie? I go, no, I want to be a consultant. <laughs> so, Oh, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, because he didn't think I was going to, I think he thought he said I wanted to be in the movie. I go, no, I want to be a consultant. Yeah, see... I think him and Ben Templesmith, if they were together, they oh man, their the comic books was fire. Yeah, because Ben Templesmith, I just loved his artwork. Yeah, he had a he had a um, obscure, strange, morbid uh, style. It was yeah, it was a weird style that I never seen because everything was all comic books is supposed to be like clear. You see the picture, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. picture frame in the background. His was like splish splash. Here are the characters. It's kind of messy. A lot of a lot of foreshadowing, yeah. not foreshadowing, but uh, cross hatching and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So yep. it, was, it was really neat. I really liked this style. Ben Temple Smith, man, so good stuff. Um, so uh, this week we're gonna have part two to 
Terry Cagle. Ke- I said it, I'm saying it right this time, right? Terry Cagle. Terry Cagle. Uh, man, that cup is loud. It is. It, it is. <laughs> I finished it. Um, so we got part two to Terry Cagle. Uh, are you ready to bring him on? Terry Cagle, yeah, man, bring him on. All right, here we go. Terry, I wanted to ask you also. You also do food reviews. Yes, I do. I I am a fat boy. Always have been. Probably <laughs> always will be. No, folks, that is not fat shaming. That is say, that is just calling it like it is. I, I would I would say it's phat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> pretty so, pretty but, hot and you know I that that actually started back in 2012. Uh-huh. Actually. Um, my father passed away, and he got sick in '08. And my mother Sorry to hear about had, that. Yeah, I appreciate that. My mother, to her credit, you know, stuck by his side the entire time, and he was bedridden. He couldn't. He got what they call transverse myelitis, and he couldn't feel anything from it's right par- below him. Paralyzed, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't feel anything from just below his chest down. And, you know, she stuck by him and sacrificed. And she, like I say, she didn't even hard to get out of the house much. Mm-hmm. And I, after he passed away, I looked at her and I told her that whatever she wanted to do or whatever she wanted to see, let me know. I'd make it happen. And she was always watching Food Network and stuff like that. And we would find interesting restaurants <sighs> that that she wanted to try and then we would take what we would call road trips and we would go to there was one place that robert irvine actually went in and redone and fixed it up just just north of huntsville went and tried it found out about paula dean's restaurant in savannah with her boys Mm -hmm. made a trip down there i love her because she says she says well all (laughs) the best the best fried chicken I have ever put in my mouth. Really? Mm. Yes. <clears throat> I kid you not. You know, we, uh, this past summer, we took a small road trip just to, cause I was fit at the time I had put in my notice where I was, was going to take another job. I figured I wasn't going to be able to take a vacation or anything for a little while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we basically just set out on a little road trip. Drove up through Memphis. I love Memphis. Love Memphis barbecue. I've got friends up there. If you're listening to this, hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, went across the bridge, went into Arkansas, ended up going up to Branson, Missouri. I, Branson was nice, but I don't see what the big deal is. Um, Branson? Yeah. <laughs> do, they, do they have the Titanic deal there? I'm sure they do. Okay. I didn't see it, but okay. I'm sure they do. You went to that when, that famous uh, chicken place too in Memphis too, right? There's like a, I see it all the time on Food Network on Memphis. Like Justin Timberlake's been there, Marilyn Manson, Dar- uh, not Daryl Dixon, Norman Reedus. Um, I can see it right now. It's across from a, a new brewery that has a big rooster on it, right next to the water. Mm-hmm. Gus's. Gus's fried chicken. Yes, that one. There, there I have one. I have been there. I've been there twice. Has, has that is that good too? Is it does it live up to the hype? First time that I went there, I I didn't think so. Second time I went there, it was much better. Oh, okay. I per I personally didn't think it touched Paula Deans though. 
Oh, damn. Okay. Oh. Yeah. If Justin Y'all, I'm this, telling you what. <laughs> if Justin Timberlake is, is hearing this, uh, we're sorry. Well, he, he's a Memphis native, and he's biased. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah. there, there's that. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he might have brought sexy back, but, <laughs> you know. He did. He brought yeah. it back. Yeah. Our, our early episodes, but, we talk about Justin Timberlake a lot. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go we ahead, went, we, we left Branson, and we did all of this in one day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw oh, wow. Drove on up to Kansas City. We spent the night in Kansas City. Again, I love Memphis. I love Memphis barbecue. I consider myself a barbecue snob. Kansas City blew me away. Joe's Barbecue in Kansas City, if your people are listening to this Mm -hmm. and you love barbecue, I have yet to try Texas barbecue. Mm. I've never had Texas brisket and except for, you know, at the Bucky's. I don't consider that no, real Texas no, no. barbecue. That's it's all right. It's but, okay. Man. I mean it's all right. But I, I want to experience Texas barbecue. Oh Lord. Because yes. Kansas City blew me away. I would if I had the money and the time right now, I would get in my truck and I would drive straight to Kansas City just so I could eat at Joe's Barbecue wow. for no other reason. I, I, and heard I would you, be a happy guy. I heard you talking about that uh, when you were interviewing with, I think, Mr. Pricer, I think. Pricer, yes. the, the, the arm wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking like a long time about barbecue. And it was making me, yes. I was driving, it was making me hungry. I go, damn it, oh, Terry. He, oh, oh he, was kill, <laughs> he was killing me. I was thinking. By the time we got done with that conversation, I wanted to fire up my smoker that I'm that I'm sitting next to right now, my Traeger. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So if, we, yes, if, I, if he were we, to come over here, what what, what barbecue place would, would we take him? Well, this is fixing to get good. Which, which barbecue place are I taking? Probably, um, there's a lot in West Dallas, but they're mm-hmm. like... They're like someone's house. Yeah, <laughs> there's like someone's house. The walls. But there's there's a place here in Texas that's really good. It's really expensive. It's called Hard Eights, and you go and I swear you get like a couple of meats and a couple of like uh, some corn. It's like forty six dollars. Yeah, you get what you Joe, pay for. I go, good lord! I go, do, do I get a microwave too or something? Or there, there's also her ta- her Tato's barbecue, which my wife and her family loves. Yeah, um, and to this day they're still saying that's the best barbecue in Texas. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's Hortados. Uh There was there was some places that my dad used to take me when I was little, uh, when I was like six or seven, and he would take me to these places in West Dallas. that was running by uh, these old African American guys, and it was I think one of them was called Hardiman's, the other one's called Soul Man's, and Soul Man's, yeah. and like we would go in there, Terry, and like you couldn't tell like like the paint on the wall because it was like so like burnt out it was like so much smoke in there it was probably the best barbecue <laughs> yeah it was it mouth. was it was that's so. that's the thing about those <laughs> hole in the walls as, as you said a minute ago yeah you, yeah you can go to fancy restaurants all day long I, i've been to a couple but your best food is going to be the hole in the walls yeah mm-hmm. every single time now, that's why i say like heart eights is like one of those those big Big restaurants, <clears throat> but they the when you go in, <clears throat> it's actually pretty neat because they have those those four huge big smokers. Yeah, uh, and, and then you're like they're like they it's like chicken brisket. You just, you just point at what you want. Yeah, you just point at the meats you want, and then you go inside, and then that's whenever they have all the sides that you want: potato salad. It's like macaroni. it's like it's like a thing of <clears throat> like a wood block with like a paper on it, mm-hmm. and then you uh-huh. just walk in there with that. So it's so weird. It's it's <laughs> yeah. really weird. But, but when you're eating it, you're like, oh, shit, damn, this is really good. $46, it better be. <laughs> yeah. Shit. We, 
we we spent the night in Kansas City, and then we drove up. Uh, I want to say it's twenty nine. It's the interstate that goes literally right on the Ohio, Iowa, Nebraska border, and crisscrosses into it. Up goes up to uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. We went up that way, and I thought it was interesting that when we got into South Dakota, that was absolutely the best interstate that I have ever been on, bar none. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you talk really bad about no. some interstates. But yeah, no, <laughs> no potholes whatsoever, and I've been on a few being a truck driver. Mm-hmm. None. And it and the asphalt up there was red, and I ended up asking a driver that I knew. He was he's in his sixties. His name is Dwayne Hildreth, but his CB handle is Magnum. I like it, and, <laughs> and he's been pretty much everywhere, done pretty much everything. I I really want to sit him down and have a conversation with him on my show just to let him tell stories because wow. they're fantastic, and. Uh, <clears throat> I asked him about it because one of the routes that he ran was from down here, went up to um, up around Minneapolis and picked up for, uh, I think it was Kohler or, or Polaris, one of the two, and went back over into South Dakota and everywhere and then came back up there. He spent stayed out about a week and came home. And he told me that the reason why the asphalt up there is red is because it's got an extra pigment in it to help de-ice. I thought oh. that was I thought that was interesting and <clears throat> everything like that. And then we went to Sioux Falls and then went back to the we went back east there toward Minneapolis. And as soon as we crossed over into Minneapolis, the interstate went right back to crap. <laughs> you but, think uh, you think he has any stories like of paranormal stuff like on the roads anywhere? I I am gonna ask, and if he says yes, I will let you know. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. still. You know, when you, just, when you bring up uh, truckers, I always think about what we talked about, about, um, <clears throat> was it the state highway in Texas, the the serial killer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a serial killer on, <clears throat> was it 45, I, I-45? I think it's I-45. There's there's still a, a, current, a current serial killer that's been killing, like, um, like runaways. And, really? Uh, yeah, the girls. And they're, a, they're, they're all girls, and it's like. Is he a happy face copycat? Probably. So, no, yeah, just, if, you, just, if you don't know what the Happy Face Killer is, the Happy Face Killer was a serial killer that went up the West Coast and would have his way and then throw the bodies off of the cliffs and stuff like that and just keep driving. Yeah, and it's it's just really like uh, it's it, it's the perfect cover of if it's a trucker because yeah. he's got he's got he's got all that that trailer he's got all whatever he needs or or her. And, yeah, uh, especially if no one's looking for these people. No one's looking for these people. It's the per, it's the perfect cover up, and mm-hmm. and that that person's never been caught. Yeah, it's been yeah. like over twenty years they haven't caught yeah. these guys. So. And I'm just like, man, probably, it, it makes me wonder if any of these truckers like know something and they don't even know that they know. Or it could be a guy disguising as a trucker. That, that, yeah. yeah, that's a that's tr- what I think. The trucking community isn't necessarily as close knit as it used to be. Yeah, you see, you see the old movies like Smokey and the Bandit or things like that, where you see all of them on the CBs talking about some good buddy this and everything like that. It's not that way anymore, guys. A lot of oh, wow. a lot of truck, a lot of these this new generation driver don't even know what a CB is. See that that's that bothers me because you know, like I always hear the thing about truckers being lonely. 
like mm-hmm. all the time. And I think that a CB radio is like one of those escapes where yeah. you connect yeah. with the person. Someone. Yeah. It's it's a lonely job, guys. It really yeah. is. And it pays well. You know. It it does pay decent, but it don't pay near as well as it used to. Oh wow. Between rise of freight or the uh, rise of fuel prices, freight mm-hmm. prices hasn't necessarily went up. Owner operators are having troubles, and they're in a lot of instances they're trying to push owner operators out. Uh, California actually passed a law not too long ago, from what I've heard, that you couldn't be you couldn't be an independent driver and come into the state of California. That's At least that's what I heard. I don't know that to be true. I need to. I need to, what I heard. I need to ask my wife because my wife is a as a as a truck uh, trucking dispatcher. Um, and she she talks to a bunch of truckers, and she's like, yeah. "Man, truckers, they're they're a different breed. They they yeah. are the yeah. the, old, the old school ones used to be, but I I have come across the truck drivers these days are really sensitive. Uh, yeah, she's come across a lot really, of that too. Really sensitive. I, I I also do a little dispatching and everything with the company that I'm with now. Oh, okay. So yeah, but you know a lot of a lot of them only think about their situation and everything else, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was driving full time, I wasn't worrying about everybody else. I was just worrying about me and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, whenever you become a dispatcher, you not only have to think like that trucker and think about that trucker, but you've got to think about everybody on your board. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like looking at some woods, and mm-hmm. then the further back you go the bigger your scene gets. You're not only you're not just looking at one tree, well you're looking at twenty five. You think about the customer too, it, right? Yeah. And then also the customer. That that'd be another tree in this example. And then whenever you move up to like terminal manager or whatever, you're thinking not only are you worrying about the dispatchers and the office people, but you're also worrying about the drivers themselves and the customers. So you basically see a humongous forest, whereas just being a driver you're only seeing the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, she, she was telling me all about that and like how they have to worry about the weight of the, of the cargo or freight, whatever. And if it yes. doesn't match, it, they have to go back. Yes. Uh, you know, if they don't, if they don't do a certain thing or a check in or something like that, like getting enough sleep. The, no, yeah. I mean obviously, yeah, the sleeping part is important. But if they don't make sleep, it there, a certain sleep, time, sleep is very important. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, if they don't make you, it there a certain time, you know, they they it just depends on. Uh, where they're delivering to, they won't. They won't accept it. You know, it's. Yep. It's, it's. I was like, man, I don't. I don't it's, know if I want to do that. <laughs> it's a hard job. Yeah, and it and it's you know it's it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. You get to see a lot of stuff. You know, the recruiters out there always. Oh, you can see the country. <laughs> well, yeah, it, and, and I bit into that a little bit until I went on my first route with the company that I'm with, mm-hmm. and. I got to go through Knoxville and then go up 75 north up into Kentucky. And if you've ever been on that on that stretch during the daytime, oh, it's beautiful. I was going through there at 12, 1 o'clock <clears throat> at night whenever you couldn't see nothing but a full moon if, it, if there happened to be one. Yeah. So, yes, you can see the country oh, as long wow. as you're running during the daytime. <laughs> mm. Man, your, so, your, your friend Phillips, he hates Knoxville. Right? I'm not. I'm not particularly fond of the college, <laughs> and I and I actually love the city of Knoxville, and I, 
and I wouldn't be afraid to live there, but I can't handle that gaudy orange. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's one thing about college football. You know, it's it's ingrained yep. in this area. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, where where you're at, you know, the Dallas Cowboys gets a lot of the press and I'm assuming now the Houston Texans do too. No, not they, as never, much. No, never. No, they, really, they don't exist. That's like that's well, like, that's not on 45. Yeah. <laughs> well, here and I've said this on my podcast several times. Sports talk radio in Birmingham follows Nick Saban and talks about Nick Saban 365 days a year. If he was to go and piss <coughs> behind a bush, they would talk about it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's. Just, and I guess you could say that's the same thing yeah, here with Dak, yeah, Dak yeah, Prescott. Cowboy, yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. Dak Prescott, you know, got and, got a manicure. I'm like, okay, Jerry Jones and yeah, Jerry you know, Jones. You know, I've actually met Jerry Jones a bunch of times. I almost hit him with a cart of liquor once. Oh, I've got to hear this story. So I was 18 years old. <laughs> 18 years old and i was i was at i was working at texas stadium at the time and i was working yeah i was an i was an og and i was um i was working as a barback and people who don't know what a barback is is that i was i would set up like bartenders like anytime a bartender needed something they would call me i would grab it and run go run it to them and so jerry jones had a a party this is when he had jimmy johnson on on uh the team so he would throw a party for jimmy johnson after the after every game and a party for his wife gene jones before every game so my one job was to stock her bartender and jimmy johnson's bartender and i forgot to stock (laughs) gene jones's bartender so jerry called like pretty upset and my my boss tells me because hey get 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 the stuff over there get it as fast as fast as you can, and so I got a I got a shopping cart and I threw a bunch of premium stuff in there like Stoli and all that stuff and I just ran down the hallway as fast as I could, so I was just like sprinting really hard. I turn a corner, Jerry steps out of a, some suite that he was I guess in, and I slam on the brakes and he catches the cart with his hand like both of his hands, Terry. And uh-huh. I go, Mr. Jones, I'm sorry. He goes, that's quite all right. Just get it in there. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and, so, and so I rolled it in real quick. I pull out all the bottles. I put spigots on it. And I ran out before he asked my name. Yeah. And so years later, I was working for a company called IDON in downtown Dallas. I was working at some uh, residential condo place. And somebody owned like the penthouse, but I didn't know who it was. <laughs> and so, yeah. lo- long and behold, a Lincoln pulls up, a black Lincoln, and it's Jerry Jones. And he comes out. And I was told by the property management to hand him a key, like put it in your hand, like you're going to shake his hand. Like no one, he didn't want anybody to see him, like hand him a key. So you had to hand it to him like in a handshake. Uh-huh. And so I handed him that, like the key. He went up to the penthouse to go look at it and came back down. And I told him, I go, you don't remember me, do you? And he goes, he goes, no, no, I don't. And I go, uh, San Diego pre- preseason game, the Tejas room. He goes, was that you? Don't almost hit me like in like in the knees with my with that card. I go, yes. And so he he being the guy that he is, he remembered that all these years. Later. Yes, yes. He pulled out. Wow. He threw out a hundred bucks, hand it to me. He says, thank you for not hitting my knees. And he, <laughs> and he walked off. So. <laughs> So, what he didn't tell you is that whenever he was calling in and he was upset, he goes, "We better send that fucking Mexican over here with that cart of liquor. You send him right now. I don't care how fast he's going. You send him right now." So, and then no, he, got I, it, and he I, got it. He got it. He was like, "Oh shit, he's right here." Oh, so, hell. 
<laughs> but yeah, he gave me a hundred bucks, and I was I was really happy about that. So and Jer- Jerry's always come across to me as a fascinating person. Now, I've always I've always had a lot of respect for him. He's you a good he, he's a good dude, man. He yeah. he had opportunities to get because like he came in like later on because he he ended up buying that penthouse. He came in like at night at times. Like the property manager told me, well, if Jerry Jones comes in with a circus, let him up. Just let him up. And I go, okay. So I was supposed to stop people after a certain time, but Jerry would come in with like twenty people, uh-huh. and I would just let him go up. I said, yeah, go ahead and go up. And uh, he was really nice to me. He had opportunities to get mad at me, and he never did. Like now, his uh-huh. son. Stephen Jones, that guy's a jerk, big time. <laughs> yeah, he was a big. He so like wait, he, he came, he came too. Yeah, he would show up too, and he would like he would throw that you know who I am stuff, and oh I go, oh God. lord, no. he's one of those guys. I he, go, he's trying to step out of his father's shadow. I, I'm telling you, man, the Oak Cliff almost oozed out of me. Uh-huh. I swear. <laughs> so, yeah. Jerry's always come across as me as the type of person that never forgot where he came from. He was he was good to us, Terry. I mean, he would. Like, he would, like, whenever the first year I was working at Tech Stadium, he would throw Christmas parties. He would invite the housekeepers, the landscapers, the concessions, the cheerleaders, the team. Like, I, I sat at a table with, uh, I think, Mark Tune, uh, Herschel Walker. Um, wow. I think it was, uh, not Troy Eggman, but it was the other quarterback. I can't think of the other quarterback. Uh, uh, Bledsoe? No. Bledsoe was there then. So, Pepper? Junior Tilla Tossi. And some other people. I can't Test, test already? Not, no. He you're wasn't not talking there about yet. Roger Staubach, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> Who was the backup for, for Aikman? He was uh, a guy, uh, Walsh. Uh, Walsh. Wow. Tell your true fan. Yeah. Nobody ever remembers the backup. Yeah, <laughs> Walsh. <laughs> that's that's my uncle right there. So I, I sat at a table with Herschel Walker, Junior Telotasi, uh Steve Walsh, uh, Mark Tuane, and a couple of cheerleaders that I didn't remember who they were. So I... And it was really good food, and he fed us really good, and it was good, man. I I really enjoyed my time there, and he was he treated us really well. The only ba- the only thing I felt really bad about was I got I got let go because I think it was seasonal, and I got let go. And uh, right before they went to Super Bowl twenty seven, uh, he they took the whole like the whole like uh, group to go to do parties at at Pasadena. Oh mother! Wow! And even the housekeepers and all the all the all the people that that, that did sweet service got rings. Really? Yeah. You, you should call Jerry right now and be I like, know. "Hey, man, what the heck? I'm gonna hit your knees. I want a seasonal <laughs> ring. I want a seasonal I still, ring. I still know how to roll that cart, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. This time I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the cart. No, no right. stopping now. You're gonna get hit well, with the weight of that and weight of the Dominguez. I know with this cart with rims on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, that's I'm right, coming, man. I'm gonna be coming at you, fist in the air, flying like Superman. Yeah, <laughs> Superman punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh man, Terry, man, ah, uh, man, this is this has been fun. I, I've been, I, I've, you know how I me, mean, I get I get nervous when it comes to talking to new people, but no, I, I felt really, uh, quite comfortable. I, he understands our humor, so yeah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just trying to keep it PG. Yeah. Oh no! Like, <laughs> I, had break, I had to break that barrier a while ago. Terry, you do not have to do that. Yeah, we're, no. we're unrestricted, yeah. so you can uh, cuss. You can do whatever you want on this one. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to tell you that we don't. We don't necessarily call ourselves podcasters. Mm-hmm. We call ourselves cryptid <gasps> sports entertainers. Mm. Nice. 
So, you know, crypt, cryptid sports entertainers. Yeah, name pending right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, I, since you since you do that, I'm going to I'm going to be listening for you to do an introduction like this is Bigfoot Claw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah we, we should we do should Paul do Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> so Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. <laughs> My name is Paul Heyman. Uh, so, Brock Lesnar. Is there anything you wanna you wanna talk about before before we get off there? Anything that you want to talk about, my friend? We can. I I can keep going. We can end it however you want to do it. I've appreciated being on your show, and anytime you want to have me back, or if your listeners really enjoy this, and let him know if you enjoy this, and I will be more than happy to come back at any time. Terry, I, I do have a question. Yeah, it's what, what? Steve, that's Steven Stick. Every time I'm getting ready to to close to close the show, he does that all the time. No, uh, it's not a Bigfoot question this time. Okay, this is okay. this is actual like you know because he said he loves barbecue. What is what is to you? What is the perfect barbecue plate and the perfect drink that you have like that you always go to? I love pulled pork mm-hmm. and I lo- and I love brisket. Mm-hmm. Ribs are good, uh, but I, I don't like baby back ribs. Can't stand them. I, if I'm going to eat ribs, they got to be spare ribs. Okay. And okay. I I, re- I really enjoy smoked chicken. I've got a cousin of mine that makes a fantastic beer can chicken. Oh, okay. Oh I like yeah, that. I like that. Oh yeah, and that is interesting. I, I can I can I get to go to his house once a year. He and he shows off. He breaks out. <laughs> he's got his own little patio built up, and he's got, you know, hibachi over here grilling up hamburger patties. Mm. He's got his smoker over here doing beer can chicken. His wife looks up recipes of different types of knickknacks and finger foods and stuff like that. I'll gain ten pounds every time I go to his house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so, but as far as my Go to perfect barbecue meal. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'll be honest with you, Joe's is top notch to me. And that has point, pulled pork and they chicken. got everything. But yes, uh, they've got sampler plates and everything up there. But I really, I really loved their brisket and I really loved their pulled pork. I, I would want to do a combo plate of both of those, and then probably have either coleslaw depending on where i'm at or because everybody's coleslaw is different mm-hmm. some of it's real vinegary others is more mayonnaise based but coleslaw and some fries as far as the sides go i'm really simple i'm more worried about the meat oh there you go and then the perfect drink to go with that well could be beer. i don't i don't have i don't i I still drink every once in a while, but I don't drink nowhere near what I used to whenever I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I was in my twenties, I was going through a real dark period and I would l- literally work just to support my clubbing habit. Mm. And Jägermeister was a drink of choice back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, we'd go in, we'd follow the radio station locally to the two different places. They'd be at one place Friday and then they'd be at another place on Saturday. We, why would we follow the radio station? It's where all the girls went. Ah. 
I would walk in, I'd go straight to the bar. I would order four double shots of Jaeger and then I would hit the dance floor. Fat boy's got a little move. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, my buddy would be walking around, continuing to drink and do all kinds of debauchery. And if I ever went a, about an hour or so without seeing him, I'd get nervous and I'd usually go find him next to where we parked because he got thrown out because he was drunk. <laughs> so, but you know, these days I, I like to drink a, uh, maybe one or two, but I'm, I really like craft beers now mm-hmm. because I can look at anything Budweiser and get indigestion and mm. And I, once the craft stuff, craft beers really started coming into play, I, I just started trying different ones and found a couple that I really like. There's one in particular that's actually brewed in, in Gadsden, Alabama from Back 40 Beer Company. It's called Truck Stop Honey. It's a brown <coughs> ale, and I, I really enjoy it. So if I'm going to be drinking alcohol, I'd probably say Truck Stop Honey, but uh, a couple of years ago, whenever I started losing my weight, I was right before then, I was drinking anywhere between two to three gallons of sweet tea a day mm. and somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six liters of Dr. Pepper a day. So whenever the doctors told me that I was trying to go or I was basically a diabetic, well, I've got diabetes in my family and mm. I've seen and I've seen that you can control it with your diet. Yep. I told I told them. And whenever they tried to put me on a diabetic pill, I was like, yeah, I'm not taking that. I said, I'll control it with my diet. And they laughed at me. Well, when you laugh at me like that, that competitive nature that I talked about comes out. out, right? It oozes out. And I, and I sit back and in my head, I'm like, all right, you pricks, you're laughing at me now. But the next time I come in here, by God, I'm going to show you, Mm -hmm. I'm fixing to show you what I'm made of. And I got my A1C down two points inside of three months, really easy, just by cutting out a lot of my breads and pastas, which was really hard, by the way. Yes. And I just cut I cut all carbonated drinks out. The only time I've had one in over two years is when the drive-thru gives me one by accident. <laughs> and I drink unsweet tea. As much as, as much as that, you know. It hurts, but I can't handle sweet tea anymore. It, I just can't do it. Well, it's, it. But, you know, it is what it is. That's good that you, you turned it around, man. Yeah. I, I was going to say what I think is uh, is, is very um, – uh, it doesn't do it justice. It's, it's, it's insulting when somebody gets a good plate of barbecue. They got all the fixings. They got all the right stuff on there, but they're drinking water. Yeah. That, yeah. that pisses me uh, off. <laughs> I, I I can definitely understand why that would piss you off. But yeah. As somebody who has to who has to had to watch what he drinks, mm-hmm. I can kind of see that perspective now. Whereas beforehand, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I can definitely understand. Dude, used to I, I don't know if you tried if you have tried Alabama's own Milo sweet tea, but I, I used not. To, we have not. I used. Check out your local grocery stores, folks. Mm-hmm. It'll change your life. Milo's, Milo's sweet tea. Yeah, usually whenever we do sweet tea, it's like a uh, we do Red Diamond, and Red Diamond's pretty good. Um, Red Diamond is good. Uh, Milo's is actually better. Oh, okay. It looks like it looks like syrup. The bottle looks like syrup. Oh lord. Yes. 
<laughs> it's uh, actually it's actually in a in a gallon milk jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's delicious. Mm. If you let it if you let it sit a week, you'll see all you'll see a bunch of sediment down there in the bottom where it looks like syrup, like he was talking about. So that means you got to shake it and then. then oh yeah, okay. you got to get that. Yeah, get all that goodness mixed back up so you can get your blood sugar jacked up. Yeah, yeah. No, I was in the same I was in the same uh, boat there with. Uh, Cause I was like, I weighed like, uh, four, almost four forty pounds. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, I brought, how I, tall are you? Uh, I'm five foot nine. So that was, that was bad. Um, well, I'm, I'm six foot seven. And I last, last time I weighed, I was around four thirty. So yeah. 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 So six foot seven. Wow. You are tall. My goodness. You did not tell me he was tall. He's he's a tackle. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> once yeah. a tackle, always a tackle, as Jerry Clower once said. <laughs> Five foot nine, four forty pounds, and they're all like you my my A one C was like at eleven. And they were all like, You need you whatever you need to do, you need to do it now. I'm surprised so, I didn't put you on a on a shot. Yeah, no, they gave me a pill. They gave me metformin. Uh yeah, that's, that's what was, they tried to give me. Yeah. And uh, I've been I've been taking it. Uh, I I take it every day just because like you know I want to control it. And uh, but yeah. uh, my biggest issue was uh, sleep apnea. So yeah. when I got my BiPAP machine, I've been sleeping better and uh, weighed four forty, and now I weigh three sixty six. Congratulations! So man. yeah, Congratulations. It, it it's uh, it's definitely a game changer. You never you never realize how important sleep is until like you start. Uh, not sleeping for like a year and yeah. you start hallucinating things and that can be kind of dangerous. Yeah. I, I have done that while I was driving before. If y'all, Good if y'all God got Almighty time, Terry. If y'all yeah. got time, I'll tell you that story before we have to go. Okay. Um, I used to, you, you mentioned Boaz earlier. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like 72 miles from my house up there. Mm-hmm. And I was actually driving up there then starting a, 11 to 12 hour shift mm. than driving back home. So I would go about halfway Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Mondays and Fridays, especially I did not sleep at all. I got, and I would drive up to work and I would catch a nap. I'd get there early and I'd catch a nap before my shift started and I would chug a five hour energy drink. Mm-hmm. Now I had also stopped at the gas station on my way up, bought about five or six Dr. Peppers, bought five hour energy drinks. And sometimes I, I bought a bang energy drink. Mm-hmm. I'd start my shift. I'd go up to Dixon, Tennessee, and I would go up to Nashville on 65, hit 840. And I would usually stop around exit 10 and I'd get out and I would walk on the side of the road right next to the truck just to get my, just to get my blood pumping again. And, uh, jump back in the truck and then I would, I would find a competition. Um, whenever I went up to do what people call in the industry called drop and hook, which is back one trailer on the dock, drop it, get out and then hook up to another one. I would, I would do it one at one speed one night and then I'd play beat the clock the next. Um, I'd, I'd literally be running around. Mm. Fat boy, fat boy running. It, it ain't pretty, but I was do, I was doing it for multiple reasons. One mm. to wake up, and then just something to do to break the monotony. Mm-hmm. Go get my paperwork, and then I'd I'd leave again. But whenever I left, I'd drink my other five hour energy. Mm-hmm. 
I'd get back to the yard and I always kept a pillow with me. I'd catch a 30 minute nap for my break. And then I would run another load down to Lincoln, Alabama, drop and hook, come back to the yard. And then I would go home by the time I'd get home. I'd be so caffeined up that I couldn't sleep. Well, one Friday night, Wow, what we were talking about earlier about how CBs are kind of going away. Part of the reason why they're going away is because of cell phones and headsets. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of your truck drivers will call their buddies and then they'll call their buddies and then you'll end up with like six or eight people on the phone at the same time and everybody's just having a big group conversation. I was doing that one night and then there was, and again, I hadn't slept and there was one guy and since, since you guys are in pod, are in podcasting or you're, you know, what what was it that you said you were again? Crypt, cryptid sports Crypt, entertainers. Cryptic entertainers. Yes. You know, whenever somebody's talking to you and they got a real monotone voice mm. and they talk like this, sometimes it really is relaxing, oh, and they no. don't change their octaves at all. And they kind of woo you to sleep. Well, I was almost cussing this guy because he's, he just started talking and telling stories and everybody starts getting quiet. And I'm just sitting over there like, dude, you're killing me. <laughs> I, was like, you, I was like, you're going to have to get some bass in your voice. You're going to have to get a little bit excited something. And I I should have pulled over and caught, and caught a nap, but I didn't. It was Friday night. It was the end of my week. I was what we what we call homeward bound. Mm-hmm. I go through Gunnersville, and as, and as I'm coming up 431 up Sand Mountain that goes up to Albertville and then to Boaz, I started seeing stuff. Um, what type of stuff? I saw a dog run out like the black dog, uh-huh. like the old like the old myth. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. The hmm. if you if you push too hard and you don't sleep and all that they talk about the black dog and how it'll like the Patrick Swayze movie hmm. yes yes that myth is true drivers have seen that and it's not went well but it's because you push yourself with the lack of sleep and you start hallucinating hmm. uh, I started seeing red lights change that wasn't there and luckily it was at like five and four thirty five o'clock in the morning where there wasn't any traffic out there because i'd i'd stomp on the brakes everything just thinking i had and i had people on the phone with me one of my friends and i'm I'm not proud of this by the way i'm really not but he was like dude you need to pull over i was like i can't i'm too close to the yard i wouldn't but like 15 minutes from whenever i started seeing stuff Mm. and i made it back and got unhooked and the funny part about it was, was I was wide awake as soon as I got out of the truck. Terry, you were, you were blessed, man. Yeah. I was, oh, the Lord was looking out for me, my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. And then they were sitting there yelling at me and everything else, trying to keep me awake and keep me alert. But yeah, I was, I was legit scared. And there was, there was a stretch, like I said, that I just wouldn't sleep in. And there was about five instances where I fell asleep at the wheel coming home wow. or nodded off. And I, I mean, it, it scared the bejesus out of me to the point where I was actually fixing to quit the job. And whenever I went to talk to my boss about it, he told me about the yard that's in Coleman and, you know, here we are. 
but yeah, that, that six months was, it was rough. So I can definitely understand where you was talking about being sleep deprived and seeing things. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's happened to me. Mm-hmm. I, I've also got another story for you. Uh, there's an old, it's, it's, it's a ghost story. Go. There's, there's an old trucker's wives tale that if you go down highway five at night, highway five comes from, um, Haleville, Winston County, up north of me, up, up by where my girlfriend lives. Hey, Stacy, I love you. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> and the story goes that there was a girl that got picked up by a truck driver, and it didn't go too well. She ended up dying. But now the old story is: if you're in a truck going down Highway Five, and you see a little, and you see a girl float into the cab with you. You better not, you do not acknowledge her, no matter what you do. Or, because if you acknowledge her, you'll end up in the ditch. And that's a two-lane highway with no shoulders. Wow. At all. Oh, wow. That's a... Vengeful spirit? Yes. Wow. What if you acknowledge her, like, with care, like... It's still the same, is it? Still the same, my friend. From everything that I've heard, anybody that acknowledges her... It does not end well. Oof. Do you do you know any drivers who experienced it, or is it is that just hearsay? Hearsay. It's that? hearsay. Okay. I've never I've never actually talked to anybody that's legit experienced. Wow. It, but but you hang around you hang around a truck stop and listen to some of the older guys, not the younger ones, right? But you listen to the older guys just tell stories. You can learn so much <coughs> just by listening to people's stories. Mm-hmm. And just to tie it right back in with the podcast, that's what I like to do. Even in my real life, I, I like to try and hear pe- and let people share their story and hear where they come from, where they've been. Because you can, like I said earlier, about talking about perspectives and yeah. stuff, and I say it in my intro all the time, your perspective could be changed or you could change the perspective of others. Mm-hmm. That's very so, yeah. I I really I, that's why I say I really dig your show because actually, I list I listen to your show, uh, um, Wes Anderson. I I got to get you and Wes Anderson together. He does okay. he does uh, in the shed with Wes Anderson. He's I, I forgot what part of Alabama he's from, but he's but he's a he's a war eagle guy. But anyway, sorry. Well, <laughs> I can agree to disagree. <laughs> He's he's good peeps though. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's good peeps. I, I mean, he I nobody in the, on this earth is perfect. Right. Everybody's got their flaws, even mm-hmm. their choice of football teams. So <laughs> T- you know. TCU, baby. That's, TCU. Horn frogs. Yeah. What is what is a horn frog before y'all before y'all it's hang a, up it's, on me? It's a horny frog. It's it's a horned toad. <laughs> we thought you turned into a horned toad. Horned toad. Is it actually a real thing? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a frog that's got his head got some spikes on it. It's got spikes on it. They're cool. Yeah, they're, they're kind of ouchy, but anyway. Yeah, they're, they're aggressive, but they're, as long as you don't mess with it. Horny toad. Ow, ouchy, is that kind of like oozy? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, mm. it's, <laughs> <laughs> is that is yeah. that what this is about? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what else was I going to say? Uh, dang it. Brother, you know me. I can talk all night. I know. I know you could. Terry, how does how does someone find Porch Matters podcast? 
very, very simple, my friend. Just go to Facebook, Instagram, twi- or Twitter. You can punch in Porch Matters Podcast. You will see the logo. I've got a Facebook page. I've got a Facebook group. There's an Instagram page. There's also a Twitter page. I would really appreciate it if you checked us out. I say us. It's me and my buddy over here in my pocket. But check me out. <laughs> and, you know, it's something different every show and different topics each week or each every other week because that's whenever I release. And it's just me having a conversation with somebody that I find interesting. Nothing more, nothing less. And, you know, maybe you can get something out of it, even if it's just decent entertainment going to work, going back and forth to work or wherever you go. So I'd really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you, Robert, for allowing me to come onto your show. And I hope that it's been a positive experience. It has. It has. It really has. And anytime you want me to come back, let me know, my friend. Absolutely. Um, I need, I need a favor from you though. Okay. I need you to do a soundbite for me. What kind of sound bite? Just say your name, uh, Porch Matters Podcast, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. This is Terry Cagle with Porch Matters Podcast, and you are listening to Bigfoot Club. I like it. <laughs> straight, he went straight to it. Yeah, he's he's like the Australian guys. Yeah, the the Australian guys did it all like in one take, and that's... And, they, and they all said, oh, I don't know. Here's the thing: you are listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. I'm like, what? <laughs> Welcome to Bigfoot Club. <laughs> Terry, thank you so much for coming on, man. We had a great, great time. I was so I had a great time. I was laughing and yeah. So yeah, as as always, you know, like we don't we we I, I, well, I don't feel like we say this too much, but you know, we appreciate like just uh, collaborating with other podcasters, right? And, and uh, or cryptid sports entertainers, entertainers. yeah. Um, cryptid we, sports, and, and it, like I said, we um, we don't it don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be pet paranormal, but it ended up being about some paranormal stuff that yeah, you, you've I, heard. And I think Terry's the, the second person that we've had on that has not, you know, doesn't do Bigfoot or paranormal. Mm-hmm. So, but he knows. Yeah, he, he knows. Uh, but it, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. I'm definitely a fan. Yes, and uh, we we appreciate it. And uh, you're definitely, yeah, you're welcome. Like back Terry, Terry was saying on his show, he said, he says, I'm going to be on Bigfoot Club. He goes, I know what you're thinking. What can I bring to a Bigfoot Club podcast? But we'll find well, out. Well, he did it. Let's he brought see it. What we can find out. Yeah. He so brought it. I'm going to probably drop this probably uh, either Saturday night or Sunday morning. So I will. You'll be the first person I'm going to send it to. Let me know, and I'll also send you some pictures and stuff for your promotional stuff if that's what you want. Me to I appreciate do. it very much, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, say hi to Stacy and Xander for me. Will do. They're up in Gatlinburg right now, living it up. So. Alrighty, and uh, say hello to your mom for me. That I'll do. Like Stephen, it was great to meet you. It and was I'm great to meet forward, you. Looking forward to talking to you again. Your uncle has done nothing but talk you up the entire time we've talked. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just all right. No, but it was it was great meeting you, man. I heard nothing but great things about you, and and well, it, you definitely lived up to the hype. Your your uncle has been a great friend to me, even mm-hmm. though we've never met each other face to face. It he it's been an honor to know you, my friend. Yeah, you too, man. And the only thing I got to say before we go is row tide, roll tide, my friend. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll, I'll I'll even give you, a, we them boys. 
We them boys. We them boys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we them boys. All right, brother. Good night, man. Good night, my friend. Good night. <laughs>